Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Dupoff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So extra, extra, hear all about it. I just coined that. Uh, Megan Markle's in New York. As we record this podcast, in fact, she is having her baby shower mere feet. No, that's not true. A mile maybe away from where I'm recording, at least. A little farther from where Julie is recording in Los Angeles. But Megan Markle is here, and we have a lot to talk about, about what she's been up to in New York and uh, her baby shower. And we have a lot of details to dig into. Plus, we're going to get into Harry's intriguingly decorated igloo, plus some great messages and intel from our listeners. But first, Megan in New York. Josh, could you sense something funny last week? Like, did the air change at all? I mean, I felt a certain sense that the axis upon which the earth spins was shifting ever so slightly in our favor. I didn't quite know until yesterday how much... It was shifting, but I mean, Julie, this is like a different, I I feel like thinner, prettier, more confident just knowing (laughs) Megan is so close to me. I don't know if it's like affecting you in California, but it's definitely affecting me here. Um, Not as much, but I am, I'm thrilled for you. And I loved it. We got so much amazing feedback from people just really... (laughs) I guess sending all of their energy, channeling it all to Josh so that he might happen upon Megan. I feel like we were deluged with messages yesterday from people really asking me to like, they're like, Josh, find her, you know? And I felt (laughs) felt like this pressure that I could not live up to because I did not find her, I'm sorry to say. But I know I did, I did have that, that desire to just kind of walk around Soho and see if the the gods were really on our side and I would just kind of like happen to chance into her. Like once um once in Tribeca when I was walking back from home from work, Kim Kardashian and Courtney Kardashian were kind of like walking in front of me and I and it felt very like surreal because like no one really was noticing them. And then as I was watching them, like the paparazzi descended upon them and a huge crowd formed. I, like that's the experience I would want to have like where somehow I just was like Megan was having a like you know chill moment with Jessica Maroney or whatever and I just happened to walk down the right intersection at the right time but it's all a fantasy because it didn't happen um okay could still could still yeah. happen I mean I just Julie we have so much to talk about about this whole trip so she is here for five nights or she was here for five nights I should say Uh, I guess she arrived on Friday, February 15th, five nights of rest, shopping, and good food. This is from Harper's Bazaar with some of her closest and most loyal pals. Her first time in New York since getting married. She's staying at a five-star hotel. It wasn't revealed where she's staying. We do know that the baby shower, which is taking place Tuesday afternoon, is at the Mark Hotel. But I guess it's not clear. I guess we don't know officially if she was staying there or if right. they had decided to have the shower at a different location. The Mark is one of the kind of nicest, most luxe uh, hotels in New York. As we're recording this, I guess it seems like from Twitter, there's going to be like photos of people entering the hotel, which kind of, I mean, we'll get into, I mean, there's a lot of like craziness about this whole trip, but I'm kind of going to be surprised if that happens, so, like if it becomes such a press event. 
I would have thought people right. would be entering sort of covertly and trying not to be photographed. So I don't really know how that's going to ha- play out. Well, Megan's mirror is on on the case. I was like trying to follow their feed. They just posted a photo of her departing her hotel en route to her baby shower. Wow. So I guess she is staying somewhere else and then going to the mark. But they also they also mentioned that they have flowers, trees, decorations, and even a crib were seen delivered to the hotel. I mean, Julie, we'll get back into the rest of this trip and like what she did while she was here. But this shower, like, what do you think is going to happen at this shower? I mean, this is like the most high profile baby shower I can ever remember taking place. Like, are they going to play traditional shower games? I don't know. I've only been to one or two baby showers. I don't know how many of you've been to, but like a lot of times they play these kind of like hokey games and things. Terrible games. Like, what I bet do you there think will be happen? some. I think there will definitely be some sort of crafting element. Yeah. Right? Don't you think? Like, maybe they decorate onesies or you know, bananas with uh, write a message to Megan's baby on a banana. Who knows? I mean, they're not going to be there for like five hours or maybe they will. Who knows? Right. But who is the friend who had a crib delivered to this hotel? Like how the the height of extravagance to get a crib delivered to a shower (laughs) on a different continent than the baby will actually be living. Yeah. How's that crib getting back to London? Good point. I hadn't even thought of that. The logistics are insane to me. The crib delivery makes me wonder about, is this going to be one of those, you know, in Bridesmaids where um, Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne try to one-up each other with their toasts for the bride? Couldn't you see a scenario where apparently, so so Omid Scobie said there's going to be 20 of her friends there. Couldn't you see a scenario where they're all trying to like bestow the most kind of like homespun, whimsical, special gift to Megan? Like, and they just go around and each one has to present it. I would love that. I would love that, but I also think it would totally be our girl if Megan got up and gave a speech herself. Herself and one-upped everyone just herself. But also, couldn't you see... Do you think this is one of these showers where she said no gifts, but everyone brought gifts anyway? I don't think so, because I think that Megan loves, and this is totally me projecting, but she loves a really thoughtful... Full gift. Yeah. Right. Maybe she said something like something handmade she'd prefer like homemade gifts yeah because i or yeah exactly because i i feel like i've been to showers or parties or things or weddings where they tell you not to bring a gift but everyone still kind of does and it's almost like more it's not it's not more uncomfortable i guess it's just sort of like understood it kind of takes the pressure off i guess but in this case you're not coming to this without a gift but Um, if someone had said no gift and that person still had that crib (laughs) Crib delivered delivered. (laughs) i'm i'm assuming the crib was jessica maroney she seems like the type to do that um okay also don't you feel kind of bad though that this is just like my random riffing on this because i was like couldn't sleep last night thinking about it uh that she would want in her normal life to make this a super instagrammy shower i feel like Right. But I feel like by doing it in New York, she has more control over like the artistic direction. She can control this. Whereas I feel like in the UK, it would be more of a palace situation. Yes. Agreed. So she has friends. Omid Scobie reported. Jessica Maroney will be in attendance. Abigail Spencer, her co-star from Suits, who um, I actually spoke with for my Megan story last year. She is uh, she was on Timeless, that NBC show. She's great. And, and, and a very close friend of Megan. They have the same birthday. Misha Nunu, who is her um, a, a designer, sort of like designer slash socialite, I want to say. 
I'm curious, like Serena, Priyanka, it's a, it seems like those more high profile celebrity friends aren't here, it seems like, where you would have heard if they were. Kind of interested to see if we hear anything about them popping up. Right. And will she have invited someone like Amal Clooney? Like, yeah. would she pull out the A-list invites like she did for the wedding? Well, I was, I'm very curious about that. I guess Omid said in his tweet that she's going to have a smaller gathering scheduled for pals in London after the Morocco trip this weekend because Kate clearly didn't make the trip for this. And I know that's not like shocking or anything. It's like Kate wasn't going to fly to New York for this. But I guess I was wondering if there was going to be a second. So I guess it sounds like there will be. Do you think that's... Are you surprised by that at all? It kind of seems about right, I guess, that she's doing like a friend's shower and then we'll do a smaller one in London. It is a little bit strange that she crossed an ocean for her own baby shower, <laughs> yeah. right? Doesn't it seem... Well, okay, so what do you think about... Uh, were you surprised it's in New York? I just feel like she's, what, seven, eight months into this pregnancy. Uh, right. She, she so clearly could have made everyone come to London. Like, I would have canceled my... Like, I don't even... We always joke about this. I, we would have canceled anything to be there, I feel like, on an hour's notice. So I feel like she really could have demanded that, but she clearly decided not to. To me, it says either she's very homesick for the U.S. Mm. or B, it's almost like I would imagine a part of the appeal of having a remote wedding, a destination wedding, is that most of the people you have to invite can't Can't make make it. it. So is this like the most elaborately (laughs) passive aggressive baby shower planning scheme of all time, right? Because all the London types can't come. Right. Like she did backflips so that she wouldn't have to invite Camilla. Yes. Well, and I was thinking like it's such a different, actually this sort of goes along with what you were saying, which I hadn't even really thought about, but I feel like this makes it, she's much more able to make this her own kind of thing when it's not in London, I feel like. Um, Right. And that's such a good point. I also sort of wonder, like maybe we'll get a few Instagram posts. I don't know. Because I feel like everything's a little bit out the window when it's sort of now in New York and out of the purview of everything. Right. This is like home court advantage. Yes, yes. That's that's a good call. I've been checking Jessica Mulroney's Instagram. Like, I don't don't even know what I'm waiting for. But so far, nothing. I know. I saw last night she went to some art show and I was like, this is not the content we need, Jessica. Like, I want cryptic. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what. I do feel like the whole thing... So all the like secret hotel stuff, we're going to get into like the paparazzi photo of Megan from last night with the hats. It all feels very like crime caper, mystery novel. Like, I don't know. She was here without anyone knowing for three days, which I also find crazy. But that being said, she went to an interesting place for tea. Yes. Do we want to okay, get into so let's, that? Yeah, we're really... This is, sometimes, sometimes I feel like a topic just like tornadoes us off our plan. So let's jump back in the script. So... On Saturday, she went to Lauderay in Soho, a favorite of uh, many Vanity Fair and magazine sort of uh, beauty director, fashion director types. It's very um, kind of fancy. Have you been there, Julie? Yes, it's kind of a, it's a high end chain of they have amazing macaroons. It's also um, decorated in pastel colors, so it's very Instagrammable. Yes. I guess it's like not it it I think she did a photo shoot there a few years ago it sounds like I am not surprised that this is a place Megan likes it's very kind of um I don't know 
It's like made for like taking a photo of your like tea and macarons, right? Like yes, it's it's a little like high end basic. Yeah, I would say it's fancy. Um, so she went on Saturday. I guess it's sort of unclear who was with her. Us Weekly said they were. She was there with um a friend, and it said they were having a lovely time, laughing and talking with each other. Harper's Bazaar said that it was Jessica Maroney who was there with her. And then Us Weekly said that they went to a nearby high-end children's clothing store called Bon Point. I'm sure that's not how that's pronounced. And uh, I looked at that store up on Google and it sounded very Megan to me. Timeless pieces that rise above any fashion moment or trend. Dresses, pants, cardigans, French elegance, newborn and children, girls and boys alike for any occasion. The baby sweaters are more expensive than any sweater Josh or myself have purchased. A hundred percent. I guess I was, once I read that, that she went to those two locations, I was surprised we weren't being flooded with kind of covert phone photos of her taken around Soho. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's kind of a, it's like an FBI style sort of like conveying system to get her around, but I don't know. Wouldn't you have thought we just would... He- I, I'm so, I was surprised it was so under wraps until Sunday night or Monday. Had I been working at that baby store, I don't think I would have been able to wait until she was out the door to like call us weekly. Right. That's the thing. There's been so many um, just people that would have interacted with her at all of these places. Like the waitress at Lauderay, the to- yeah, the clerks, the people at the hotels. Like, I don't know. It just feels like people on the street... I'm actually, the fact that she got kind of three days of privacy is kind of amazing. I know. I'm a little mind blown. I wonder if she even left her hotel for most of the time. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I really can't even quite process all of this. We're going to have a lot more to see about the shower. I wanted to read this from the TIG, which was from three years ago, almost exactly. She wrote this on Valentine's Day in 2016. So... We just passed Valentine's Day 2019. And I think we just, like, all of us need to take in how much her life has changed in three years. I don't think anyone in the history of, I was about to say history of time. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anyone who's quite had such a shift in their life in three years. Here, here's what she wrote on the TIG, her lifestyle blog that, like, what, maybe, like, a thousand people read when this post went up in 2016. Uh, this Valentine's Day, I will be with friends running amok through the streets of New York, likely imbibing some cocktail that's oddly pink and jumping over icy mounds in my new shoes through the salted, snowy streets of the West Village. Julie looks like... <laughs> Julie looks shaken up by that selection. I mean, what a beautiful passage. And the fact that... I love that that's her writing style. I hadn't really like read something she had written in a really long time. I forgot that she really goes for those adjectives. She goes for the adjectives. And it just makes me a little sad that she can't share that Mm -hmm. sort of passage with the world now. Because you know that that's her way of of communicating, of living this life. I know. know. the, The Instagram captions we're missing out on. The blog posts we're missing out on. I hope she's, like, keeping notes somewhere for some sort of, like, diary to be published at some point or a memoir because I just feel like there has to be so much that she's keeping track of and recording. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if she published that memoir all in that severe <laughs> cursive handwriting calligraphy? Hand, it would be a, a lot to memoir. handle. So do you think, 
I, one thing we talked already about how it feels like uh, this was our chance to kind of make it our own. But isn't it kind of interesting that this also sort of feels not that different other than the secrecy and the disguises of what I feel like her shower would have been like if she just had stayed on suits like an act. I feel like this is like what she would have wanted her shower to be. Oh my God, what a good call. This is like a sliding doors version of what her life could have been. She's flying back to New York for it. Wow. That gives it sort of a bittersweet There was something about it that weirdly was comforting to me. Because I was like, oh, this actually kind of, with like, yeah, some added elements of like secrecy and covert affairs, um, is sort of Megan. Like, I don't know. Right. It's such a strange step a purposeful step away from what her life is. Also, it seems to be tradition that at the end of baby showers, the husband will come in and bring Megan flowers. Uh, So is Harry around to do that? It just, it's surprising to me that Megan wouldn't want to share this a little bit more with Harry. But then again, we have the second baby shower in London. Right. So So maybe he'll pop in for that one. Um, I was also, the timing I thought was kind of interesting because she also has a trip to Morocco planned this weekend with Harry. It's going to be like an official engagement style royal tour, which I'm sure a ton of planning has to go into that. So this is kind of a wild week to do the New York trip, come back, sort of do an immediate turnaround to prep for this Morocco tour. And then I guess I read in the Harper's Bazaar report that that is going to be her last flight of her pregnancy, them coming back from Morocco. Right. Because she's like also doing all of this while she's like pretty pregnant in her third trimester. So pregnant. I would be so tired. I wouldn't be able to handle these flights. And again, to be flying in this direction when she's flying to Morocco, it just seems like a very pointed, conscious decision. Do you decision. think her mom is in town for this? I would hope so. Right. I would assume so, right? We just haven't seen her yet, I guess. Um, I kind of am hoping it's going to be, uh, when we finish recording, we're going to have to look like a red carpet style. Like, are we going to see everyone arriving? I feel like the British press is not going to love, like the British press handles things so differently. Um, I feel like they keep their distance and it's all very, um, like, you know what I mean? We just like don't get a lot. It's like all very cordoned off. I feel like this is going to be a whole different thing than New York paparazzi. I'm predicting, though, that we do get some sort of amazing social media, even if it's not of Megan herself, some amazing, you know, I don't know. Like a shadow of something or like an angle in of the like table or something like that. A glimpse of the -the over-the-top decorations. I bet Jessica has an amazing baby shower theme going. Yeah, that's a a really good call. I feel like we're going to get a glimpse somehow. Like she's going to sanction someone to post. I don't know who, but she's going to sanction someone. Um, Also, lastly, I feel like we have to talk about this photo last night. There's just one detail that I can't get over, which I love. Um, So she was going back, I guess, to her hotel. We don't know where the hotel was. And... It was very kind of like paparazzi style. She has her head down. You can't really see her face. And she's wearing the same coat. It's a Victoria Beckham coat that she wore at her Christmas services. And she's wearing this like tweed Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt style newsboy cap, which like I kind of love is like she thinks that's going to disguise her. Because meanwhile, you see her <laughs> like her huge uh, ring and like you, she's wearing the same coat she wore to Christmas. So like hopefully this cap will shield her from anyone knowing it's her. <laughs> and then uh, and then I love that she's also 
holding a fedora. So she has this one like kind of Carmen Sandiego hat in her hand, then this other one on her head. So it's like, how many hats are involved here? And I just love this idea that she left the, her hotel with multiple hats, like in case that was necessary to shift. Um, and she kind of has this like plain clothes bodyguard with her. I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering too, how many hats does she have with her? If she had to bring two out for this outing, how many are in back in that hotel room? I know. I want a glimpse of her hat closet. I want Architectural Digest or Vogue to get that exclusive, a tour of her hat closet. Well, it's actually, when you just said that, it made me wonder, do you think she's here? Like, there's another reason she's here? Do you know what I mean? Like, is she, like, shooting something or doing something? Or, like, I don't know. I just was, I'm, I was wondering, like, because five days does seem like a long time to come even for just, like, this kind of getaway trip with right when you're a working royal yeah i'm interested I'm, i don't know just something to think about i guess right is she taping, is she some, taping sort of some message special? for the oscars is she doing an interview is she i don't know yeah like something that for some reason she had to film in new york i can't really think of what it would be but it's just i don't know i was trying to think about other reasons that she could possibly wanting to come to new york and i was thinking maybe if it like tied into something quote-unquote work-related Sandrine here with a conspiracy theory. I love it. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like there was there's going to be so much more New York to discuss, but if anyone has any tips at all, obviously, if you have friends in New York who have heard anything, anyone who saw her on a lunch break, let us anyone know. who knows someone who works at the Mark Hotel. Yes, exactly. Insight is greatly appreciated. We might have to do some sort of update later in the week, depending on the details that surface after the shower. Josh, I feel like you should go to the Mark Hotel and just, just stake see what it happens. Out. I know. Sit I in the lounge. Of, I was just thinking I should do that. All right. Well, meanwhile, let's talk about what Harry was up to, I guess, last week while all this is going on. This must have been right before Meghan left for New York. It's kind of a bizarre story. On Valentine's Day, Prince Harry rang in the holiday by going to Norway. This is his first Valentine's Day as a married man. And he went to Norway to visit service members and learn how they deal with extreme cold weather. As part of this trip, he visited an igloo and the British troops who, I guess, make use of this igloo, decorated it for Harry himself. It's kind of sweet. It's a little more creepy per people. Harry was welcomed inside Quincy Shelter, a version of an igloo dug out and used in emergencies in extreme temperatures, which was specially decorated with candles, mood music, and even photos of him and Meghan from their royal wedding. Spotting the photographs of his wedding, including the couple's public debut on the steps on St. George's Chapel, the Duke of Sussex laughed. You weirdos. Nice. It's very kind of you to invite me into your private er shrine, he said before proclaiming it romantic. As Harry stepped back outside, he said, homely in there, isn't it? It starts to get a little bit weird after a while. The sergeant said, he had a smile on his face. We had some chill out music on just to show how creative you can be. Sergeant Leslie continued, he was really keen to engage. He asked if everyone had got, gotten their girlfriends or wives or partners flowers for Valentine's Day. He was keen to make sure no one was in trouble. He spent three hours there before 
What? Hop Wait, not in the igloo or just at the site? At the site. On the site. Oh, right. Unclear how much time he actually <laughs> spent in that creepy shrine igloo. Um, Harry then got on a charter plane to fly home in time to have dinner on Valentine's Day. Josh, what do you make <laughs> I mean, of this? Julie, can you imagine you've just gotten married? It's your first Valentine's Day. Like your wife is pregnant. You're like wanting to just spend the chill, fun, nice, sweet, romantic Valentine's Day. And you're instead charged with going to Norway to like do this bizarre solo igloo trip. Like, so, I don't know, just this whole thing seems bizarre. I don't know why the like scheduler, it feels like a prank that like never got corrected or something. <laughs> like, right. like someone in the office was like, oh, wouldn't this be like LOL if we put Harry in this igloo like in a different country on Valentine's Day. I don't know. It just seems off. I do love, I feel like this must be the first time that a royal has ever uttered the word weirdos in a in a, in a public facing environment. I found the photos of the shrine. We'll have to post one when we put the episode up. It's weird. It's like these photos, these like weird, it's almost like, like from Google images or something. Like it looks like the most stock images they could find. And then they're just kind of like plastered up in the igloo. And it's very creepy. It looks like a, like a kidnapping situation. Or something. <laughs> exactly. It was definitely a choice. Right. So imagine Harry being pulled, directed into this igloo to find this weird silence of the land style, like shrine slash kidnap cell. It is bizarre. And I can't even imagine my thoughts. It's almost adding insult to injury, I feel like, because it's I like know. you're not you're not with Megan for Valentine's Day. You're, you have to be in this freezing cold, creepy igloo. So we're going to remind you of that with these like strange papers that we're going to put up and the, and the music. I mean, I guess I get that they were going for some. Hey, it got this igloo a lot more attention than it would have otherwise. So maybe they respond to something. <laughs> but I just feel like it was an interesting creative decision. It was a choice. It was a wild choice. Had I been commandeering this whole welcome mission, I would have probably chosen something else. Maybe we would have gotten like a fun cookie frosted with Megan's face. Oh, wow. Look at I you. Don't know. Look at you. That your true <laughs> Megan spirit coming through. Something a little more low-key. Like, you never want to greet a royal and make them feel like they're in some sort of kill site, like a Dexter kill site, right? Also, exactly. And also, I feel like the fact... his I've never quite heard such... Um, like damning quotes from a royal as those that <laughs> Harry made about how weird the site was. What does he say? It starts to get a little bit weird after a while. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just feel like he, that that's as nice as you can possibly be about it. And I feel like he had to really stretch to even say that. Right. To find those <laughs> euphemisms. <laughs> I mean, I don't really, but I guess the only context we have now is maybe Megan was sort of she hadn't flown yet, but she was probably about to fly to New York. She was probably about to fly she, she to was, New she York. Because she flew the next day, I guess. So now I'm seeing that maybe it was sort of a, they just decided to chalk it up as a work day kind of thing. And they celebrated Valentine's Day a different day. I don't know. I just have a lot of questions about how the palace arranges and coordinates these sort of press events. Because if... I was planning and I wanted to get maximum PR for Harry on Valentine's Day. 
I would take him into some kid's elementary school class where everyone has to make valentines, where he hands out valentines to the girls. Like that is the easiest PR coup in the entire world. But to lure him to Norway to go into this igloo, I just have a lot of questions. Good point. It actually right? is like about as unromantic of a royal trip as I could possibly <laughs> imagine. An igloo in Norway. Like, I feel like even the, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of wild. Sometimes I feel like they're very on point with these kind of things where they schedule things and you're like, oh, wow, they did that on St. Patrick's Day or whatever. But right. then other times like this, it's so off. Could have taken him to like candy factory. I am. <laughs> wow, Julia's like creative juices are running wild right now. <laughs> Some sort of make your own pottery place where he had to make or like, like a why did they just mug? have them doing a joint outing somewhere? Exactly. Like, I feel like this, this is the day. Think of the headlines like Harry, Meghan step out for Valentine's Day. Maybe that they thought that was too gimmicky. And how terrible to besmirch Megan, the crafting queen of a PR outing on Valentine's Day. Maybe this was the last straw. Maybe she booked a ticket. <laughs> she after. was like, you know, when like you make a flight and you're like deciding within 48 hours whether to cancel it. She heard about the igloo thing. She was like, nope, sticking with my orbits <laughs> reservation. <laughs> oh my god! You know that Megan had like a little Valentine's crafting box toolkit ready, like those doilies she had, the red and pink markers. God. She would have owned this. I feel like Kate's been doing so many of those recently, and Megan needs to do more where they go and do weird craft stuff. Right, Megan. Yeah, Megan would be great at that. Um, Nothing she does better. Wow. So let's discuss some of these fun messages we got from you guys. Ugh. I mean, you guys really bring us so much life with this feedback and commentary. We got one Instagram message from Lady Nye of the UK. Great show. I went from feeling sympathetic to Tom to thinking he's totally unhinged. Which, Josh, isn't that our mission statement or something about this podcast? She also commented on Helen's dad, who's being honored later yes. this month at Buckingham Palace. Helen is going. She said, um, how cool is it that Helen's dad is getting a peerage? I don't think we know what type of honor Helen's dad is getting. Helen, if you're listening, we would love some more details. Yes. Um, Liz Knight wrote, Tom Markle needs to go down his own rabbit hole and stay there, which I love. A little reference to his rabbit hole comment. Yeah. Yes. We got a lot of supportive messages, um, kind of giving, motivating Josh to go out there and find Megan on the ground. Don't let us down, Josh. Follow the energy. God, should I, should <laughs> I, I, now I'm really feeling like I need to immediately go to the Mark Hotel after this. Go to the Mark Hotel, sit downstairs in the bar, get yourself a glass of rosé, and just people watch. Josh, you are so charming. You can talk at that bartender so fast. Um, Addison wrote, I found it strange that the baby shower is in New York and that her friends expected her to fly abroad for it. Why wouldn't they all go there for her shower? Also, most baby showers include family members, i.e. Kate, Eugenie, Autumn, Zara, Sophie, not just girlfriends. You'd think it would be in London and include the relatives. Kate had a baby shower with friends and family. I do love that parenthetical, just na like really hammering at home, naming all those relatives that aren't in attendance. 
I know, I know. Another another fan with great intel, Morgan, pointed out, because there were reports of Megan staying at a hotel on the Upper East Side, she suggested Megan might be staying at the Carlisle because they have amazing security. Princess Diana stayed there often, as have William and Kate. E. Bodkin wrote La Dure. She's better than that, but apparently not. <laughs> I love the journey. That one goes on. <laughs> love the journey. Um, yeah, so that does it there. I, I looked up Kate's baby shower because that commenter referenced it, um, and I right. hadn't really remembered. And I guess we didn't really get photos, but the ex- from this is from the Express, but uh, the queen gave the blessing for the event, which was seen as a first in terms of pregnant royalty, because there was some question of if it was like okay for them to even do baby showers. I saw with this Megan news, and but apparently it's just fine to do it because Kate c- clearly did. According to reports, Pippa and Kate's friends and family have been planning it for weeks, and it was expected to be held at Kate's family home in Berkshire. It isn't a royal tradition, but Kate isn't a traditional royal, a friend told the son. I love that at the time, Kate was like this renegade, whatever. She's modern and wants a normal life. And the baby shower was described as a real family affair, including a dummy-shaped cake and goodie bags with presents from Joe Malone and the White Company inside. The date was kept a secret, but Pippa planned it, and it was a much more like family kind of low-key thing, it sounds like. So maybe I guess that's what Megan's second one might be more like. Interesting. I do love, though, that you get such a different... This is such a Megan production, this one. Such a Megan production. All right. Well, as ever, if you guys have tips or hear anything, let us know. Um, That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, all of that. We really appreciate it. And now you can reach out to us and leave us a voicemail. That number is 347-790-0966. Also feel free to reach out to us individually on Twitter at In the Limelight, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also have our Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.